This. This is, this is Diversified, Diversified Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, get ready to get healthy during these lockdown times. Whether you're still on lockdown or you're not, RoxyBFit.com, all her links will be in the description box, is our guest today. She's going to tell you how she went from a physical therapist assistant all the way from Jamaica, Jamrock, (laughs) to from Seattle to Florida to California now, and how she's inspiring a whole generation of working moms, moms staying at home, even probably some dads, because she does have some things that the men, you guys can get fit, and she has the shirts as well for you. But she's our guest today, and let her tell us how to get healthy. Roxanne, Roxanne, what's going on? Good, what up? All is good. In in all fairness, I want people to know Roxanne is a friend that I feel like I've known for 20 years because I think <laughs> she's so transparent and I've seen this transformation. This Roxanne right here, Roxanne has always been fly, <laughs> round away girl, but now she's transformed and she's, you know, slimmed down, toned up, getting ready for competition. Roxanne, what started this whole fitness thing? Because in Seattle, you weren't on this fitness like you are now. I mean, in Seattle, I wasn't. I was definitely always working out. um, But I was more doing, you know, into cardio just to keep myself active. Um, I got deep into fitness when I moved from Seattle to California Um, Because I just had a baby and, you know, I was just getting settled in. Seattle was only there for about two years, you know, starting to build friendships, comfortable in my career, um, you know, comfortable in my environment. And then, you know, up and had to move again. So I fell into a deep uh, postpartum depression. And um, so I just started working out. Um, I used that as my outlet. Uh, to release some of that uh, depression that I was going through and anxiety. And, you know, the more I dug deep into it, uh, the more I started feeling good and started to overcome some of those emotions that I was having. And then I started to see my body transform and, you know, my mental and emotions start transforming. And then, you know, I would Um, invite some friends over um, that I met on mom's group to work out with me and they loved it and I saw you know changes within them and changes with people I started uploading some of my videos on uh, Instagram and I would get messages you know about how inspired you know people are so I was like you know what maybe this is something that I need to put my focus and energy into and I it just became a passion for me when I realized that I started to help change people's lives and their mindset. So that's, that for me is how I, I truly got into fitness the way that I am now. Wow. So from a depression to seeing changes in your life and then other people's has had you be dedicated for what, what has it been two years now? Um, 
Um, yeah, yeah, about two years. Um, my my business is is still pretty new, but the transformation started two years ago. Yes. Now, at what point? Because I think this is the hardest part, at least for me. In working out, did you start seeing changes? Because a lot of people say, man, it's not going fast enough. And yeah. people like me, after the first workout, and yeah. I start flexing, I'm like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> so how long did it take you to see changes? Honestly, I was seeing my weight drop um, pretty fast because I was also, you know, nursing. And also that helps with weight loss. But seeing my body transform form with muscle definition took like about a year, like a, you know, eight months to about a year to where I really start to see my body cut up. And I was like, damn, I'm looking really good. I like this. I like the way I feel. I like the way, you know, I look in my clothes, you know, I like how comfortable and confident that I'm becoming. So yeah, it, it takes time, it, especially for women. Um, we don't have the testosterone that men do to build muscle as fast. So it is a process and it does take time and it does take, you know, consistency and determination um, in order to see those changes happen. And for me, like it, it, it took a while because my workouts were strictly home-based. I never went to the gym. I literally just started a gym membership a month ago. Um, so everything was done in my little home gym, uh, mostly body weight and just using the little weights that I have here. So you, you had the Rona workout before the Rona came. That's right. That's right. And, and it looks like on your Instagram, you're building your gym in your garage. I mean, you've added more and more, you know. Yeah. As it, you know, as I develop, um, more client base, I'm definitely transforming, um, my garage into, you know, a more comfortable space for my clients. Um, you know, eventually one day the goal is to have my own spot, um, somewhere and just have this space just be my own. Um, that's, you know, ultimately the goal is to have my own, like, you know, uh, gym, my own small personal gym that I can, you know, have my clients come to instead of coming to my, my home. Now, what was your process? Because, you know, we can see you working out online, but was diet, they always say is a big thing, but were you taking any supplements too? Never. Um, completely clean. Um, I am mostly plant-based, so I don't do, you know, I have dairy once in a while, you know, when I have pizza, but that's pretty much it. And that's um, not very often. Um uh, diet is number one. And that is actually how I started. When I started this journey two years ago, I, I read up on the whole 30 diet. And so I did that for a month and I lost about nine to 10 pounds. Um, you know, I, even before that I was, you know, strictly plant-based, I wasn't eating meat, but I wasn't as focused, um, and paid attention to what I ate as when I did the whole 30 diet. Um, so by doing the whole 30 diet, it made me realize the things that, um, I needed in my body and that I didn't. So what I did after the whole 30, I tried to introduce certain things back into my body and then my body rejected it. So that's how I knew it just wasn't good for me. Um, so then I just started really nailing down diet. Diet is number one. I tell every single one of my clients, I tell everybody that I know you cannot out train a bad diet. You can train five, six, seven, eight, you know, whatever, how many days a week, three times a day, 
But if your diet is not on point, your process, your progress is going to be slow. Absolutely. So um, with that being said, when the quarantine first started, um, you know, after they gave the, the lockdown, I decided that I would do a little study on myself and I'm mad at myself that I didn't document it. So just to really show my clients that um, diet is really, really important. Cause I mean, they pay me to come and learn how to exercise and uh, some clients are to lose weight, some are to build muscle, some are to tone, whatever, all different goals. But um, one thing that everybody had in common was having a bad diet. So I did, what I did was through the two week uh, quarantine, I ate nothing but junk, chips, cookies, uh, cake, ice cream, like bread after bread after bread, rice, 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 right? But I was also training more. I was working out like three times a day um, versus my one or two times a day sometimes. Um, and I was training hard. So, and then the result of it, well, I, actually about three weeks. So the result of it was I gained a few pounds. Um, I didn't lose anything, even though I was working out twice as hard, six, seven days a week. So I, you know, I mentioned it to my clients. I said, see what I mean? Like if your diet is jacked up, your results are going to be jacked up. So that diet has to be number one. So, you know, with that being said, like with all of my clients, I definitely um, push nutrition as much as possible. Um, try to give them recipe advice, you know, nutritional advice as much as I can. Um, because yeah, I'm, you know, I'm very creative with workouts. I'm, I'm good at assessing and, you know, making workout plans, but um, they really have, everybody have to really know how to nail down your diet and you have to, the, the most important thing is knowing what's good for your body and what's not. So what I recommend to everybody is at least once a month, take one or two things out of your diet and then try to reintroduce it. And based on how your body reacts, you will know if that's something good for you or not. Like for some people, the reason diets fail is some people will try to take everything out at one time and then they go right back and indulge back into everything. And then you'll never truly know what's good for you, what's not good for you. So I always say, take one or two things out, whether it be dairy or gluten or, you know, uh, simple carbs or, or, you know, whatever, alcohol, whatever it is, take one or two things out and then slowly try to reintroduce it back and just see how your body reacts to it. For me, um, sugar is my, uh, is my kryptonite. Like you can't when, talk negative about sugar on this show. <laughs> that's, that's, actually, that's, that's not allowed. Yeah. Sugar is my kryptonite. When I eat sugar, it goes right here. Like my stomach puffs up like a balloon. So I have to really eat sugar in moder not in moderation. And honestly, sugar has no nutritional benefits whatsoever. It only gives you a sense of like feel good for the moment, but sugar has no nutritional value whatsoever. So you definitely don't need that in your diet. Let me ask you, because this, I, I hear you talking about the health and that's all great stuff. Yeah. But when I saw you, you know, start 
working out and then start doing the business, I said, oh, I like that because that's not the Roxanne that was presented in Seattle. So what book was it? What coach, what mentor, what was it that you saw to say, wait, I can make money at this and I could probably replace my physical therapist assistant salary with this while being closer to my kids. What was it that got you to do business? Um, you know, my mom's an entrepreneur, right? And my mom is an entrepreneur with no education and successful. So that's something that I've always uh, seen and always have been embedded in me. I always knew in my life, sometime in my lifetime, that I would be a business owner. Wasn't sure what it was, but I knew one day that I was going to own a business with my name on it and, you know, share it with the world, some, you know, something that people can benefit from. So that was always um, within me. I don't know that it was anyone in particularly, but for myself and my children, um, just to show them that you can use what you have, use your physical knowledge, whatever knowledge you have, um, in order to achieve whatever you want. And to show my kids that, um, you, you can just do anything that you want. And, and for me, it was being a stay at home mom and to be able to have, uh, uh, you know, the freedom, just the freedom to be able to raise my kids and run my business right here in the comfort of my home. Um, you know, with my two older girls, I was always working, always in school. So I never really got to see, you know, them fully grow up because school raised them, right? They're gone for hours and hours a day. So for me, it was, it was, I don't think it was really anybody. And then of course, yeah, there are influences where you see a lot of moms like booming into businesses at home, a lot of stay at home moms. So I guess, you know, maybe that's what it was like seeing stay at home moms able to really like build a brand, build a business while at home. But I don't know if it was necessarily like a person or just myself, you know, something that I've just always wanted for myself. And so someone's listening at this and saying, wow, she had three kids. She had depression. She had, you know, um, maybe they can relate with, um, you know, being an immigrant. They say, how did she start though? What was your first step? And did you then, you know, and, and before you took that first step, did you go get support from outside folks like your husband? Or did you say, I'm just going to register my business and I'm just going to move forward? So me, I am sometimes impulsive and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. In this case, it was good. Um, sometimes when I think about things a lot, um, it, it, it embeds in me and it stays and it manifest over and over again so i one day like literally out of blue i don't remember what day it was i google searched um personal trainer certification like what do you need what you need to do and i found uh you know a company online and i did my certification like without telling anybody not even my husband um and then you know at first you know my husband was like eh, you know whatever i don't think that he really thought that it was something that I really wanted to do. He thought maybe it was just a hobby. And of course, like in the beginning, 
it kind of was kind of was just like, oh, let me see if I can really do this because I'm not organized. You know, I'm being honest. I'm not organized. I'm, I'm not a planner. Like I work better under pressure last moment. I think better on my feet. I'm more creative. Um, so I literally like just did things on impulse and yes, um, I didn't reach out to anyone, but as my husband saw how dedicated I was to the business, he actually registered the business for me and sent me the email and look, your business is registered. And I was like, what? I didn't even know how to register my business. My husband is, you know, into all that stuff with what he does. Um, so he did he actually, uh, you know, I kudos to him, but he takes care of all the back end paperwork stuff for me because I'm just not good at that. I'm good at the the physical, you know, part of it, but like the paper, I'm getting better at it. But um, no, you know, thankfully um, that I do have um, a husband that supports me and and wants to see this business grow. Um, but yeah, he definitely did that for me. He. He registered the business, um, set up all my accounts, um, you know, got everything that I need to get done, you know, filing paperwork, whatever. And then he too also started helping me um, transform uh, my garage space into the gym. So, you know, he know what I like. So for, you know, certain gifts, he would get me a gym equipment or, you know, like recently just got it painted and, you know, different things. So, um, I don't necessarily reach out to anyone, but he sees um, what I'm into and he just helps. <laughs> well, for all the supportive husbands out there, <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let's just give a round of applause. <laughs> for all the supportive husbands, yeah, we got sound effects, so. Uh, but that that is, that is I, I love that. And that is, I think, needed support from the spouse. Even if the spouse doesn't like the business, even if they don't believe in it, just support. You get one life. You get one. Yeah, he definitely won't let me train him. <laughs> but he'll support the business. For sure. Okay. And, and that, that, that's beautiful. I mean, you know, that's um, in everybody's due time. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, it took almost a decade to get my wife to be where she thought, you know, her job yeah. would be everything. Right. And so it just, you just keep pushing friendly pushing and yeah. you can do it too, if you want, because he might want to be, you know, at 50, the buffest thing on the Harley Davidson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you know, so, so yeah, don't, 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 don't trip. So after, you know, it's all registered, how did you get your first client? My first client, <laughs> that's funny. Who was my first? My first client was my daughter's friend, um, my daughter's friend's mom. So it was the summer of 20, no, it was the summer of last year. Um, and it was really hot. And I, I messaged her um, and I was like, hey, um, can we come over and use your pool? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, sure. So we went over and I took my clothes off and she saw me in my bikini and she was like, holy shit, excuse my language. She was like, I want that body. What do you do to get it? And I started laughing. I was like, girl, stop. And um, this was before like the business even came about um, before I, before it was even registered. Yeah. It was like maybe a week or two before it was registered. And um, 
she was like, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm starting to build a, a personal training uh, business or whatever, but I'm, you know, still not sure about it. She's like, no, girl, I, I, I'm coming to work out with you. I said, okay. I didn't have, I didn't have a plan set in place. I didn't have pricing. I didn't have anything. I didn't have a schedule. Nothing was planned. So, you know, she kept, you know, messaging me. I was like, okay, let's do this. And my husband and I just came up with a random number. I didn't even do a research on like how much personal trainers were making. I was just like, you know, she's my daughter's friend. Let me just give her a price. So started working with her. And then um, I started posting on my stories. And then my other girlfriend who used to come over and work out with me was like, I'll be one of your clients because, you know, you're doing this already with me for free. I'll, you know, I'll convert to your paying client. I was like, oh shit. Okay, cool. So that was within like a few weeks. And then I just started posting on my stories on Instagram and uh, on an app called Nextdoor um, here locally. And that's just how it just developed, honestly. And so pricing, that's a big thing for a new business because yeah. it can make or break you. And a lot of folks price too low. Yeah. Or, you know, and you start off for free, you know, and I think a lot of people do in their business. I mean, people give away stuff all the time, but then you say, okay, I got one client, I got two clients in this pricing. And then how do you price it? Mm -hmm. um, that was very difficult for me, especially pricing it for my friends. That was even more difficult. Um, and, and, it, and it took me even a few months to even like search in the area of what personal trainers were making and just like, you know, around the country, just, you know, to see what's the going rate. Cause for me in the beginning, it wasn't really about making money. It was about helping women change, like inspiring and motivating, get women to get moving and honestly, at the time, like, I didn't even really need the money. I just wanted to have something to do myself being a stay at home mom. Like I didn't have anywhere to go. My life was pretty boring. Um, so it was just really just, you know, having human connection, adult human connections. And then it just turned into a passion. And, um, but yeah, the, the pricing part was, was really hard for me. Um, in the beginning, I felt like I was definitely undervaluing myself being that I have a physical therapy background. Um, I was charging like way less than the going rate. But like I said, for me, it wasn't about the money. And I feel like when you start something um, that you're passionate about with passion versus you're doing it for the money, your, your business is uh will grow better and you'll feel better about it you know um so so for me yeah that's what it was and, and then once i started building a a bigger clientele i did uh definitely like you know get a set pricing um in place because it's true like if you keep you know um if you keep giving a lower value or accept every client that say, Hey, I can't really afford this. Can you do this for me? You know, you, you undervalue yourself. And so for me right now, I'm at a place where I know I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care what anybody thinks. I know I'm a good trainer. Um, I'm very good at what I do. I'm very passionate at what I do. 
Um, so when people come to me, at first people will come to me like, oh, can you work with me? I would, I would give them a certain discount, but now I'm just like, no, I'm sorry. You know, I have clients that are paying this, you know, um, if you can afford a few sessions, fine, you know, whatever. But I do have discounts in place for, you know, clients that book certain amount of sessions, but I definitely, I'm at a place now where, you know, and I'm still pretty new. I'm only what, uh, six months into, into my business. Um, but I'm definitely learning that as a business owner, you have to be firm, firm with everything. You have to be firm with what you do, what you say, your pricing, you know, you know, your, um, professionalism, just everything just has to be firm and in place. And that's something that I have learned and I am learning as I continue to grow my business. Okay. And that's, that's awesome. And so for everybody who is in the Southern California is where you're at. I know it's the boondocks of California. Of it is California. not. I am in Eastvale Corona, which is about an hour and a half east of LA and about two hours north of San Diego. And it is not the boondocks. It is a fairly, it's not fairly new. It's this city's about 12 years old or something like that. Um, but it's a beautiful city, really nice place. I am doing virtual training now. So, you know, during the shutdown, people can still get their training on. And talk about what comes with the virtual training and how that started. You know, I, I like to hear about software and, you know, the different, anything with software and AI is in this alley. So, you know, how did, how did you start that? So I'm going to be like... As you said, what you like about me is that I'm transparent. I'm being very transparent right now. When the shutdown hit, um, the quarantine hit with the COVID-19, it really hit me hard because, like I said, I'm a person that likes face-to-face -face contact, human connections. And at that point, I was literally like every few days, every couple, every other day, I was getting someone messaging me, hey, I'd like a consultation. I was like, dang, like, you know, before I wouldn't get anybody, but now like literally like every other day, someone's messaging me, texting me, emailing me, whatever. Can I schedule a consultation? So that week I had like all these consultations set up and I even booked three clients. And then we get a message that you have to shut down. Like you have to stay at home. We had a stay at home order here in California. So no one could leave their homes. And I was like, well, it's just one-on-one, -on -one, you know, the the chances are really low of you know getting the virus whatever i'm really safe my gym is super clean like i sanitize after every performance after every client and then my husband was like no <laughs> we have kids not gonna happen you are not taking we are not in need of money you do not need to do this and then for two weeks i had a mental breakdown i did i cried for like every day for two weeks i'm like how am i gonna do this and um, in this fitness business, you know, when you go on Instagram, there are so this, this business is so overly saturated. Right. And that's one of the reasons why in the beginning, it was hard for me. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. There's so many people that's doing it, but you know what, what made me really do it was I was like, you know, what? I'm different. Somebody is going to like me for me, what I do, my personality, my training, my skills, my knowledge, whatever. I'm going to be doing something different than, you know, what these other millions of people are doing. I don't care. I'm going to just freaking do it. Cause I talked myself out of so much out of my life already. I'm like, this is it. 
I'm 35 years old. I would do it. So I did it. Um, you know, I, <laughs> it's crazy. One second. Sorry. Um, and you did it and you're doing it and you, you are building your brand. Yeah, I'm building it. So the, the, the virtual thing has always been hard. Like I said, because I, I just love being face to face. Like for me, like, how am I going to really work with you if I can't touch and, and show whatever. So at, you know, seeing all these people doing it online, I'm like, okay, they're making money. And a lot of people have been telling me you should do YouTube. You should do this. You should that. I'm like, okay, whatever. I hate technology with a freaking passion. Like I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But the world that we live in, in right now is all technology. So I have to learn it some kind of way. So anyways, um, you know, once the shutdown went into place, I had like most, you know, a few of my clients message me, Hey, like I'm trying to work out at home, but it's just not working out. Like I miss you. Like, can you do some virtual training? I was like, well, I don't know, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'd only had like one zoom call before. So I didn't know anything about zoom. Um, of course I know there's Skype, there's FaceTime, whatever. But I was like, okay, fine. So one day I sat down, I downloaded Zoom and I did the online training on like how to set it up, how to schedule meetings, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, all right, I guess I can do this. Upgraded to the pro because I see that you can only do 40 minutes. So I did that and I did like a trial run with one of my girlfriends. I was like, okay, well, this isn't so bad. I can fully see you. I can give you corrections and instructions. I guess it's not too bad. Um, so then I, you know, I've sent messages out to my clients that I'm now taking uh, virtual clients and I would offer a discount because obviously, you know, you don't have everything. Um, so, you know, I started doing it. It's, this is week three, two or three now that I've been doing it and it's going pretty well. Obviously I don't have all my clients because, um, you know, people would rather be face to face, especially people who are beginners that are just getting into, into fitness that really want the one-on-one -on -one coaching, it's hard for them to go virtually. So, um, well, well, no, have no, Roxanne, that's, that's not just the case. It's that whatever 22 million people just filed unemployment and they don't have your bread too. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's, that, that well, I mean, every, fortunately, all of my clients that I know so far still are able to work, you know, thank God. Like, Thank God, thank God for that. That's, you know, that, you know, in business, um, it, it, you, you have to be able to pivot right. and as a, as a consultant and that's what you're doing. You're consulting. And so yep. that's why we can have these, these, these conversations that we have to understand what is, is, what is essential? Health is essential. Yeah. But when 22 million people, but what I've done with my clients and you could do this with your clients. It'd make you a little more nosy than they probably think a fitness coach would be. But I want to make sure you're recession proof because yeah. I want my people always say, man, that's a lot of money a month. I said, how much you think that you, the value is? Why right. do you think people pay it? I'm not, right. you're not my first client. You won't be the last either, right. but making a client recession proof so that you might be able to turn your clients into your coaches you know we don't just like to get the game we like to give it so yeah, you know and, and that's one thing about me like i'm never afraid or i'm never that person to not share the knowledge like i feel like we all 
we all got to eat, right? We all got to learn. And just like I said, like there's millions and millions and millions of people that are doing fitness. So, you know, who's to say somebody else can't do it? And who's to say I can't share my knowledge that I, that I have. And with all those millions of people, you, you were so right. There is only one you and Mark Cuban, he talks about in one of his books, he says, I used to read more than anybody. And then I would say what they were saying in the books. And he said, he always felt kind of like, didn't they read this book because of who they are? You'd be surprised how many people don't read or don't know what you know, or you could take, I always, I'm waiting for your um, recipe book to come out of Jamaican Caribbean food done healthy earth actually as you mentioned that i am actually trying to figure out how figure out how to create an e-recipe uh book so that is something that i do have in the back of my head um, just writing it down put it in the front of your head take an um, hour a day and just start writing and no, i am i am gonna start writing down my rest and my husband tells me that all the time he's like your food is so good. I wish you would just like write the recipe down sometimes. I'm like, I don't cook with recipes. I'm an islander. I just throw stuff in the pot. <laughs> but, um, but I am. YouTube though. Yeah. That, I mean, I do, I do a lot of my cooking on my stories on Instagram. Um, yeah, that's free, Roxanne. I know, I know, I know. So that's why, I mean, I do get good responses from it. People ask me, you know, about my recipes all the time. So I was like, you know what? I definitely uh, need to figure out how I can monetize this for sure. It, and I just heard one of my Instagram uh, team members and enthusiasts out there. They said, but Kellen, tell her about the power of free. There's a whole book on it. You can read the power of free, but on Instagram, you can take that free if that's the platform you like and yeah. still have them buy in to like a paid course or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. those those shirts that you got going on that your Seattle friends are rocking out here. Um, you know, but I, I want to talk about something. Um, you know, we've got to the business and how you started and you've talked about the depression, but what about the depression of you got so thin and you already know how I feel about about too thin, right? And 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 some people were saying, "Oh, you're sickly," but you went on Instagram and you talked about like a um a blood transfusion and mm-hmm. what you needed. Like people's comments, if you're too big, which you never were, if you're too big, they have something to say. And then when you get too small, it's almost like they want to hold you where they met yeah. you. And then when they see you sick because you are so transparent, how did you handle all that? And that's one thing um, that I tell a lot of people, right? When you're starting a journey, your journey is for one person and that's for you, nobody else. It's not for your boyfriend. It's not for your husband. It's not for your kids. It's not for your family. It's for you. For me, I'm only five foot. So I am very petite. So when I'm bigger, like I feel like a little Oompa Loompa you know, whatever. That's just my feeling on myself. You know, my thighs like are super huge and I love a really nice fitted pair of jeans. So for me, like having my legs form in my jean, my booty, whatever, my small waist, like I feel really good. You know what feels good? Going into the store 
and looking at something and picking it up and don't even have to try it on and feel good about myself. You know what I'm saying? That feels good. Like, I can't tell you how many times that before I would go home, try something on that I thought was going to fit because I'm so, you know, petite, but I put it and I can't get my, my thigh in there. Like, you know, it, it's just one of those things where I was just like, I got to do this for me. Like, I want to feel small. I know that I'm petite. So I want to carry that petite shape. Like I want, I want the athletic look for me. It wasn't about getting skinny. And I, and I think I, I posted this years ago that I'm not training to be skinny. I'm training to be fit because I can't tell you how many skinny women out there that are weak as hell that can't run a mile that can't lift a pin. So fitness comes in all forms, all forms. It's not just skinny. It's not just thick. It's not like skinny comes in all shapes, all sizes, all forms. And for me, me getting into fitness wasn't about getting skinny. It was about feeling comfortable for myself. And right now I'm extremely comfortable. I'm not winded going up the stairs. I can play for hours. I can work out for hours. I feel amazing. And for me, that's what it was about. Like I got young girls. I got to be able to keep up with them. You know what I mean? So that's just. Did you get pushback um, with people saying, Hey, you're, you're getting too thin, especially with, you know, showing that you were in the, the hospital or doctor's office, whatnot. Did people call you and say, maybe you should stop this. No, after that video, no. Um, but definitely the more I posted my transformation, and especially when I went back home, oh, Roxanne, you're too thin, you're thin. And I'm like, what is too thin though, really? What is too thin? Because if you look on a BMI chart at one, at, at five foot, like your weight should be about 120, which I'm in that range now. And I'm okay. And I don't care about that scale. And, and I tell people like scale means nothing. Scale means absolutely nothing because when I was 145 pounds, I still looked the same. I, of course, I didn't have the muscle. So it's not about, it's not about the scale. Scale is not important. And I, I tell all my clients after our first assessment, our first meeting, and I take your weight, that scale needs to go in the closet. Like some people are just scale addicts and just keep weighing yourself over and over and over again. But the thing is, like, once you start to develop muscle, you're, you're, you're not going to see the change in your weight, you know, that fast. So, um, but yeah, I did for a long time. It was a goal for me to see if I can stay consistent to get to, you know, under 130 pounds. Because for many, many, many years, even when I was in Seattle, I worked out and the lowest I got was 145, you know, for my wedding. And, um, and I was like, oh, this is great. But I was like, okay, if I can do that, once I moved here and started fitness, I was like, my goal is to get to 130 pounds. And it took forever to get to that 130 pounds um, from whatever, I think I was, when I first moved here after the baby, she was about four months. I think I was about 158 pounds when I moved here. And it took, yeah, it took a little minute for me to get to the 130. And then even when I got to 130, I was like, okay, I, I got a goal of five pounds. And that was even hard. It took such a long time because once you, um, 
once you lose all the weight and you have more muscle mass, it's harder for you to lose weight. It's really hard. So, but yeah, for me, it was, um, it was just a goal just to see if I can do it for myself. It was for nothing else. Cause for me, like I have a problem with finishing things. Um, like when I read a book, I'll read halfway and I'll stop or I'll start a project and I think, so for me, it was just a personal goal to see if I can finish what I started. I was like, okay, well, I got here. Let's make another goal for this, for this. And, and that's just what happened. It's just everything that I've done in fitness, it's all been just interpersonal goals with, for myself, for nobody else. Okay. And, and it's good to have those. I, I do want to put the disclaimer that the uh, mass body index, you know, the, the, the BMI chart is racially biased. It, it definitely um, is. It's definitely racially biased. Yeah. Our, our um, women especially are built just a little bit yeah. different than others and we love it. Uh, so definitely, it definitely wasn't built around like women of color of any color, you know? Yeah. And, and, and all women of curves, please. We, we love you. We don't want to go back to the eighties. Um, <laughs> I want to ask you though, the, the courage to put out, you know, everything because on Instagram, you could be a fitness model and we've had dealings with, and I know people who represent some of the biggest ones and all their posts are thirst traps and they make, you know, some of them make 30,000 and up a month just because every post they put is 2,500 and up. Um, Every time you're seeing the angle, you can, it's like you can smell them through the phone when you, when you look at it. How do you, as a mother, as a woman, as a fitness coach, draw the line and say, I'm going to put this angle out here, but not that angle. And as a married woman at that. Number one, it's about respect and being real. Um, I feel like there are so many fitness influencers or influencers out there, but it's like, you don't even know what they're influencing. What are you influencing? Like unrealistic goals of what women should look like. So for me, like, my post is to target real women because when I first started this journey, like I was following, you know, all these fitness experts that have these amazing bodies that doesn't have any freaking kids or no stretch marks, no scars, no nothing. I was like, screw that. I started unfollowing everybody that was screwing with my mind. And I was like, you know what? My posts are going to be for real women because to be honest, when I first started this, I was like, I don't know if, I can do this because there are people that have all these millions of followers and, you know, all this, they're doing this and they're targeting all these people, but you know, none of it felt real, you know, because I had three kids, I got loose skin, I got abs, but I have loose skin and there's women out there that want to see real women. They want to know that they had, they want to see somebody that they can relate to, to know that, okay, yes, I've had a baby, but yes, I can achieve a nice body. It might not get back to exactly how it looks, but you can still achieve a, a nice body. And that's what I try to put out there. I try to have, uh, show people that, you know, you just have to be real. You just have to be real with yourself. Just, you know, have realistic expectations. And I'm very honest about what I put out. Like nothing is fabricated because 
I feel like I have nothing to gain from making up my journey or my pictures or my posts or whatever it is. My pictures are rarely ever touched up because um, I just I just want to be real. Like this is me. I I grew up um, really shy and uh, you know I, I used to get teased a lot when I was younger and you know, as I got older and realized like how much of my life I missed out on um, by letting all those things get to me, I just, you know, I was like, I just need to be real, just real, 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 real. And that's it. Like, you know, I named my company uh, Roxy B Fit Revitalized Body and Fitness because revitalize, you know, bringing something new, right? Because like you mentioned before, you know, there's so many fitness experts and professional, but there's only one you, but it's only one me. So what I try to instill in women or teach women is that you can bring something new, learn something new. So a lot of the women that come to me have never lifted weights, have never done anything. You know, a lot of the exercises I teach them, they're like, I've never done this before. So that's what my brand is, is, is teaching women newness, bringing newness, breaking mental and physical barriers that you make for yourself in order to achieve your your goals whatever your goals are before i ask you my closing question i want to i want to tell you this i'm happy and proud that you're doing what you're doing i'm excited when i see what you're doing i don't just see it because instagram my wife will tell me <laughs> say hey did you see you know because she well, tell her she need to be liking and commenting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, there's there, there's you know always you know some. She'll tell me, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. But I, I want to tell you this: with what you have going on, at least in Seattle, and I'm not going to say her name because she won't appreciate it. But our, our one of our mutual friends, that is your ambassador for Seattle. And you should push her to do the same. Do it under your brand. Push her to have people in the park. Just don't go to the, all these kid things and activities during PTA. Um, you okay, can, you need to tell me who that is off air. <laughs> hey, hold on. You know, who, who has your shirt? Uh, that, that, oh, okay. You know, you, all, all, works out all the time you got an ambassador there and I think you can have ambassadors all over, even Jamrock. But I, I want to ask you my closing question. And we ask all of our guests this, what is your community give back that you are doing or that you want to do in the future for the community? Um, so I give out, honestly, I give out lots of information. Um, as you can see, you know, on my Instagram, like I share lots of workouts. Um, like I said, I'm never that person. If you message me and say, hey, you know, whatever, I'm not going to say, oh, you have to pay for my services first. Um, I do offer free workouts to women, um, free coaching at times. Um, I, you know, that's something that I've been pondering on that I'm not really 100% sure yet where I want to take um, my give back. But I think one, uh, one group of people that I do want to target and give back to, to help uplift and inspire and motivate are young teenage girls. Um, 
I feel like I can definitely um, be a motivational uh, coach for those girls, um, you know, and and I looked in that when my daughter comes over with her friends, I, I, I pay very close attention, you know, and I look to see, you know, who have the self-esteem issues, who, you know what I mean, the body issues and whatever. So for me, um, I think one thing that I want to do is be able to have, um, start like a, you know, a teenage girl, uh, motivational coaching camp or something. I don't know. Um, no, no, you know, cause you talking it. That, <laughs> there, there's, there's it, government money. No, it's no cost to them. Um, you know, I, I def- that is something that I've thought about. Um, so it'll be a coach on, on not just, um, mental coaching, but also physical coaching to teach, um, to teach them how to be strong, physically fit and mentally fit. So, yeah, maybe that, that is something that I want to tap into one day soon. We're not going to give you guys a game overload, but off <laughs> air, I'm going to tell you that where the money is in that, in the government um, sector for what you just said, there in every school district, there, there's money for that. Um, so, you know, everything that you give back is it, you can always find a way to yeah. monetize it if you know where to look. So yeah. I thank you for coming on the show. You guys, this was not easy. I've been asking Roxanne, <laughs> hey, when you're ready, when you're ready. When she says she's shy, she might come <sighs> all day. But this was like, it took a little bit of time and I had to be patient and gentle and that was fine. There were some questions I didn't want to ask because that'll be for round two. But I thank you for coming on. <laughs> And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You guys like, share, and subscribe. You know somebody who needs this game. You know somebody who's trying to get on the next train of success, entrepreneurship. You've got the game from Roxanne, roxybfit.com. Links in the description box. Be blessed, thank y'all. Thank you. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifyGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.